Talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. The Maverick men take on the Colorado School of Mines tonight here on the team. Mike DeGeorge, good morning, Mike. How are you? Morning, Jim. Doing well. Glad to hear your voice. Now you survived the move here. Uh, it's uh, it's surviving. It's an ongoing process, Mike. It is. It is. It's, it's getting better. I I did not realize though. I mean, I didn't think about it. Maybe I did in the back of my mind because you get so busy moving stuff and everything that how important internet is. How it's become like there with running water, indoor plumbing, a place to sleep, food to eat, and you need to have the internet to do so many things. So. Yeah, I've uh, learned the the value, the importance the internet uh, has here in the 21st century for most of us. So, uh, but yeah, it's, you know. a, it's an essential function now. <laughs> just like uh, you put it right there with housing and clothing and food, right? Exactly. You wouldn't think that right years ago. It's like, nah, internet. What do I need that stuff for? Nah, no big deal. Oh, yeah, found out we need it for for a lot of things. Well, uh, congratulations on the win against Metro State on Tuesday night, and. Uh, Man, they've they've been a, always a thorn in your side, haven't they? And they they made it tough at times, but you pull away and get the the ten point victory. I thought uh, your team, you know, when they started to make a little bit of a run, a little bit of, of a push, uh, responded really well to the challenge. The threes that you came up with late, Blaze hit a big three. Christopher Speller hit a big three. I think Trevor hit a three. Trevor Baskin hit a three during that stretch. They really allowed you to pull away and nail down that victory to move on to the semis. Yeah, I, I really felt like it was a great game. I thought that Metro, you know, was really gave their best effort and uh, really played outstanding. And our guys uh, answered the call to that. And, and um, you know, as you said, those three threes late were huge. And, um, you know, they're just a difficult matchup for us. And uh, our guys fought hard and were able to find a way. And Tyree Randall's really good for them. But it's certainly, I think, I was, I was impressed the way he played in, in the foul trouble that he had. And same with, with, with Blaze as well when he got the four threes. How well both of those guys played, though they had the obstacle of four fouls on them. Yeah, it was a unique situation for us because Blaze really hasn't been in foul trouble. And then with Isaac Jessup out, all of a sudden we were pretty thin in the backcourt there uh, with 10 minutes to go in the game. And so, you know, uh, Owen Koontz and Elijah uh, Knudsen and, and Reese Johnson and Christopher Speller all really stepped up while he was on the bench and kind of uh, helped protect that lead. And, and then, you know, Blaze kept telling me to bench, don't worry, coach, I won't foul. And I was like, well, let's just give it a minute here and make sure we uh, get it down to kind of the crunch time. So, uh, oh, and he didn't foul, so that was good. That, that was good. He was, he was able to, yeah. uh, to survive the foul trouble and guys go on to get the victory against uh, Metro State to move on to the, the semifinals and uh, you know when you look at the your record against the other teams remaining in this you've got a three and one record which uh, you know look at, at the end of the day it's about what happens tonight tomorrow night hopefully get to the championship game and uh, and win the, the the conference tournament championship but you've had success against the the other teams left in this field yeah, I think anytime you've had success, and, and particularly when you're in these highly competitive environments against such quality teams, you know, I think that's great. Um, I think our guys understand that these are, you know, three great teams and that, you know, there, there's no looking to tomorrow. It's, you know, we, we, we're going to have a, a dogfight uh, for 40 minutes tonight, and if we're fortunate enough to survive that, it'll be the same thing tomorrow. And, you know, there is no favorite. They're just four really good teams that are all going to the NCAA tournament, all nationally ranked. 
and it's really just you get 40 minutes to try to outperform the other team. On the season with Colorado School of Mines, you split. They won on your floor. They You went into their place and won in their building, Mike. And so, um, you know, it's uh, one of those situations where both teams have had success on the road against the other one. Yeah, the odd thing about it was is that neither game was competitive. And I think both teams were kind of going through the loss. We're going through a little bit of a funk at the time. One team was caught and the other team wasn't. And, you know, both of us have been playing well now. And so... You know, we anticipated being just a great game, and and uh, again, we just got to find a way to uh, to really out execute them, and that that's a very difficult thing to do because they're so well coached and so disciplined in how they play. And I think you know one one of the differences is that Adam Thistlewood had 17 against you in that that first game, the one that you, you lost at home, and I think you only had 11 points, I believe, in the the, the second matchup uh, that uh, when you faced them, he was slowed down a little bit by you guys that uh, you were able to, I think, negate his effectiveness in the game. Of course, he had a huge game against Shadron State the other night to get them into the semifinals, but the former CSU Ram is always a, a tough guard, no doubt about that. Yeah, a very talented uh, player, you know, and can do a lot of things and can be a difficult matchup. Um, you know, and our matchups probably weren't uh, great the first time. Um, they, their physicality inside causes us some problems, and so... You know, we've handled that a little differently the second time, um, and we'll do that again uh, this time. So uh, hopefully that helps us. But, you know, whether you're talking about him or Brendan Sullivan, you know, two just elite players. Um, and everybody talks that the two-time player of the year, Joel Scott's in the tournament. But Sullivan won it, to, you know, won it before that. So, uh, you know, he's just an elite talent as well, and, and so we'll have our hands full tonight. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Cotter Mesa men's basketball team with us uh, on the Team Sports Network. And during uh, your tenure, Mike, Mavs have been really good in the RMAC tournament. You won the tournament as a four seed in 2020. Then, of course, you you ran the table to, to win it all uh, uh, from the number one seed in 2021. And so you, you've had success. Why do you feel like that's been the case? Why has it worked out well for you? I mean, obviously, you, you coach the same in the regular season as you do in the postseason. Or do you do something different? and how you approach things from a postseason standpoint? Well, I don't know. It's one of those things that as soon as you think you got something figured out, you get humbled pretty quick. So I don't know <laughs> right. if I got anything figured out. I, I will say that I, I think that the key to postseason success is, one is, like, you've been able to manage the group in a way that allows them to continue to build and improve throughout the course of the year. And so we really try hard to do that. We don't really want to be – playing our best in november we want you know you hear about teams in division two that aren't following the rules in september and they're practicing full and they're doing all that stuff you know one we're rule followers and two it's i'm not even sure it's in your best interest this is a long year and so we really try to treat the season more like a marathon than a sprint and so i sometimes that can be of help and then part of it is luck you know are you healthy or what was your schedule leading up are you rested um which you have no control over and then um, the third piece, I think, is is like you just get that 40 minutes. And, like, if you can just get the guys to stay in the moment and just not be looking ahead, not be thinking about the next thing. We really tried to use last year for this group as an example. You know, going into that weekend tournament when we lost in the semis last year uh, to Regis in overtime, I think most of our guys were thinking, you know, how are we going to get Black Hills tomorrow rather than how are we going to get Regis tonight? And 
Um, and that was a mistake, and it cost us that game. And then when we went to the NCAA tournament, I mean, I was joking with him, like, I was so focused on the first game, I didn't even remember to bring pants on the trip. So, you know, I showed up for a three-game tournament with no pants to wear at the game. So, you know, we were just so focused on just getting that first one that I think that, you know, that really helped us have success in the postseason. So, and I think this year at DC, I think all four teams are going to realize that there's no looking beyond what's right in front of you because the team you're playing is so talented. Well, I'm sure that while you'll be focused tonight, you will remember to wear pants or bring pants, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we're at home. So, so I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're I okay. Don't yeah. I walk out the house with pants on, and I do have pants ready. So <laughs> I, I think good. your wife so, might say, hey, Mike. Well, when, uh, I love it, Texas. You yeah. know, I was heading to the department store about three hours before the game when I realized I didn't bring any dress pants with me for the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think your wife might say, Mike, you, you might have forgot something. I know you're focused on the game tonight, but you might want to take care of that one miss, uh, missing piece of clothing uh, before you walk out the door to go coach tonight. Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach with us. Uh, on the Team Sports Network. I want to talk about some of the 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 big moments, milestones, and also awards for your basketball team, Mike, that, that happened this week. Uh, Trevor Baskin reaching the 1,000-point uh, mark in his career. Um, incredible uh, incredible play. The Underneath the backboard, uh, the kid from Metro State had him defended really well, but an incredible twisting layup for, uh, for uh, Trevor to get that 1,000th uh, point. Uh, an incredible play. Of course, joins his uh, father, John, who's the all-time leading scorer in Maverick history, joins Blaze Three, who did it earlier this season. But uh, uh, a great accomplishment, a great moment for, uh, for Trevor Baskin in that one against Metro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, you know, is just a tremendous player and even better person, and he's so much fun to be around every day. And so, you know, we're thrilled to have him here and, and see him having success. And, and, you know, he's worked incredibly hard to continue to improve and, and we're really excited not only about what he's done, but what he's going to do in the future. And so, um, you know, it's a great family. And, um, you know, we're thrilled with everything. Uh, their commitment to CMU and, and having him here has been great. And then congratulations to you, RMAC Coach of the Year. Uh, well-deserved, Mike, on, on the job you've done this season. I know there's still lots of important work to be done, but congratulations on receiving that honor. Well, I appreciate it. I kind of feel like Coach of the Year is a dumb award. I mean, the team... So coaching is all about helping your team succeed. And so, you know, like the teams that win are the, they're the best coaches that year because whatever for whatever reason they've been able to put uh, the best teams together. And so, um, you know, the thing that matters to all coaches is that their teams succeed. And uh, there's not a coach on the planet that wouldn't trade like a win tonight for a Coach of the Year award. So, you know, we, we, it's, it's really uh, a byproduct of the teams and the players' success. And, of course, some individual uh, awards as well for both uh, Trevor Baskin, Blaze Three, making uh, all RMAC first team. Congratulations to those two. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, Blaze, I would, you know, I think Blaze and Akil Cotton, Joel Scott are all not only, you know, player of the year kind of candidates, but they're also should be all Americans. I mean, all three of them have just had incredible years um, and really deserve to be recognized nationally for their play. And, and so it's it's really a unique year to have three players that have had that kind of a, a year. And then we obviously talked about, you know, the great year that Trevor's having as well and certainly deserving of his back-to-back first-team all-conference performances. And then we want to leave out Isaac Jessup, uh, honorable mention as well, had, his, had a, a really a really strong season for your basketball team. 
Yeah, Isaac had an incredible uh, year, and, you know, we're hoping there's a chance he could be back. Um, so we'll see his hands getting better by the day, and so there's a chance maybe next week uh, he can give it a go. And he's been an incredibly important part. And, you know, really, when we kind of turned the corner, it was a big part of that was the, his his role and, and kind of just emerging as, as that key perimeter defender and knockdown shooter. I mean, he's only averaging like eight points a game but he's doing it like on five shots, which is incredible. One, that a guy can shoot that high a percentage on that few of shots over a 40-minute game, particularly when you're expending the energy and toughness that he does at the defensive end. So, you know, he honestly was deserving of a first or second team all-conference bid. And then, obviously, Mac Renneker was the guy that I was most pleased with. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, him defensive player of the year for three years now, and so it was great to see him honored and recognized not only for that, but making second-team all-conference again. He's averaging about seven and a half points a game, and it just shows how much he impacts the game that the coaches felt that he deserved all-conference. Uh, usually, all-conference is decided by who averages the most points, so it's great to see him get, get those recognized as well. Yeah, I was going to save your spirit animal for last, Mac Rineker, that uh, <laughs> the defensive player of the year led the conference in steals. Like when I was doing the game the other night, he just impacts the game in so many different ways. And he's a, he's a 6'5 guard that usually ends up guarding post players, and he just gives them the fits. He's just so athletic. He's just tenacious. And, and yeah, he well-deserved the part of Mac Renneker, uh, named the RMAC Defensive Player of the Year for uh, the work that he's done on that end of the floor for you. Hey, Mike, we appreciate it. Thank you so much.